Hi, and welcome to the In the Cortex podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Paloma Garcia. And I am Danny Perricone. And we're the founders of In the Cortex, an online community with programs that show people the tools that they need to change their lives through brain reorganization. No medication, just movement. When you get your brain out of survival mode and regulate your nervous system, you start to live in the fun, logical part of the brain, the cortex. Subscribe today and learn how to live your best in the cortex life. And now, on to today's episode. Happy New Year. It's 2024, and we are starting off our podcast season two, which is super exciting. And we're starting to go with some themes that are happening throughout our In the Cortex business. We're going to bring it into our podcast, just a little hint of it to help our members and also to bring in more of you to keep listening and getting more of the information here we shared in the Cortex. So... Today, we're talking about a really cool topic about living in alignment. And we talk about this because it's literally the foundation of what we do for In the Cortex. Pretty much, yeah. And we did a a reconnect before we got on our podcast. And the funny part was, is I didn't have that in my subconscious, but Paloma did. I did. So I was like, I'm living in alignment. I'm in alignment. I am aligned. I was like, on it for all of it so you had it what can I say sometimes you just got it um yeah so this is exciting I'm happy to that that we're back we were just saying that we haven't recorded a podcast in like more than two like almost no like a A month month and something it's good to be back good to be back good to be back um so yeah let's talk about alignment I feel like there's so much that we're going to talk about here so it's really just going to be kind of a flowy conversation but Mm -hmm. I wanted to think about um, when we were at the post that we made yesterday on social media, that was about that, right? Because that's our theme yeah. for January's alignment. And the reason we chose this this theme for January is because ev- that's what everybody's looking for, right? When you're starting your resolutions, you want to start your year on the right foot, whatever that means, right? And mm-hmm. so you really want to get yourself set in like, who am I? What do I want to do with my with my year, with my life? Like it always feels like this blank slate. And it can be really exciting. It can be very overwhelming, but mm-hmm. it can also be really exciting, right? If you look at mm-hmm. it in kind of like more of a positive mindset with a positive mindset, you really do have a blank slate. You could do whatever you want. I mean, you started up the year journaling and meditating and doing all these amazing things, right? Like that's so cool. And it's just cool also to, to look at past years too and be like, how did I start that year, right? Like last year at this time, I had the worst back pain I've ever had in my life. You remember I was in excruciating pain. I couldn't move. I was like crying from the pain every day. And now I'm like chilling like Magellan recording a podcast with my business partner. So, you know, life, it changes, it flows. Um, And this is definitely a more aligned year for me. That's for sure. Oh girl, I, me too. I feel like, and that's what I was telling you today before we got on and started recording was the alignment came in naturally for me and I didn't have to effort and force it. Mm -hmm. And that's because of all the building I've been doing over the years. And so now it's like, okay, now's my time. And this is, if you're a person who's like, I'm kind of over all this resolution talk, it's kind of frustrating hearing all these people talk about this stuff. I'm not there yet. There is a part of like setting a a resolution and starting some new habits in winter. It kind of goes against like nature in a sense. Like usually spring is usually a really good time for rebirth and the awakening and all that stuff. 
So this is kind of like, don't put any pressure on yourself. We're just dropping seeds. We're just giving you info of like, how can you dig deeper? How can you find more meaning and purpose in life mm -hmm. and really finding your authentic self? So yeah, that post yesterday was talking about finding harmony within ourselves and the world around us. That's a part of what it means to live in alignment exactly. and really embracing that not everything is beautiful sunshine and rainbows, but you can find the harmony and the beauty within every moment. And, and not everything is for you. Sometimes you're going to, you know, kind of what you're saying with the resolutions, like some people will be like, oh, I want to start running and I want to start reading 17 books a month. And I want to like, there are certain things that you think are going to be aligned with you. And then you try yeah. them and you're like, why am I trying so hard to do this thing that I shouldn't be doing? Or like, people will start to eat a certain way. Like, I don't know, so like keto, whatever you want, you know, whatever mm -hmm. it is, if that's mm -hmm. not something that's aligned with your body and your brain, it's going to be really, really hard to keep it. So it's also about discernment, right? Yes. Really, truly understanding. Well, we'll talk about the boundaries as well, but understand just being able to discern what does align with you, what is in harmony with who you are and what isn't and in your oh, world, right? Yeah. Like you have certain things that you do in your life that you're practically on a mm -hmm. farm, you know, and uh, that I can't do because I'm in the middle of a massive city. And the opposite is true as well, right? Like, it's just... oh my gosh, a hundred percent. Yeah, we yeah. had a coyote running through our front yard right. this morning. It was <laughs> like, you know, like, where are we? Yeah, exactly. A hundred percent. And that's, I love because Paloma and I couldn't be more opposite in everything that we do. And, but we work so well together because we are opposites and we are able to find that harmony within our relationship. And there it's just go. a beautiful balance between us of like, she sees things that I don't, I see things that she doesn't. It's great. Yes. So I love that living authentically in a space that just brings you to feeling good. That's what our main message is always at In The Cortex always. is the whole point of what we ask people to do about organizing their brain, reorganizing their brain is to just feel better, to yep. be able to approach life with less anxiety, no anxiety, yeah. with the feeling of I am who I am or I'm on my way to becoming more of who I want to be mm -hmm. and embracing the process of it, taking off the layers that aren't you. Yes. And in the whole time, you're just like, I'm feeling good. And I get up from my brain sessions and I'm like, brain sessions, I mean, creeping, crawling, doing the reflex integration. I just feel so good. I feel like I now can be the parent I always wanted to be mm -hmm. and I don't have to effort. I think that's the biggest piece the biggest is I don't always. have to effort and try. And there's so many amazing people on social media today that are giving so many great tips. And if you're living in your pawns, which is your survival brain, you can literally listen to those tips in the cortex be like, that's great. I'm going to totally apply that. The minute you are hit, and I'm speaking to parents right now, the minute you are fatigued and tired and your kid's having a meltdown, you don't have access to that information. It's all out the window. And then exactly. you're now screaming at them. Exactly. So our program, because I live this, this is literally my piece of living in alignment is doing the work on me, doing my brain work every single day so yeah. I can live an aligned life and I can find the harmony of living with my children and remembering I'm the adult, I'm the modeler, I'm the person who's showing them how to be regulated. Yep. And I can't ask that of them if I can't do it to myself. And I think totally. that is, I think that's the theme of 2024. When I look at all my mom friends posting on social media and even that post you reposted oh, yeah. on our stories of like how they just good. handled a calm moment with their child without getting dysregulated. 
I think there's so many more amazing parents that are trying to realize like, oh my gosh, all of my dysregulation was from my childhood and that's all my wounding and my kids are bringing it out in me. Oh, I agree. I think it's also like a generational thing where our, our parents, like we're millennials and our parents and everybody before them were just pushing down all their feelings and all the things and trying to adapt themselves to, you know what I'm going to say? Society's expectations. It's Every true. Time. Right. They, like I was, I was watching something. I was watching Downton Abbey. Okay? okay. And they show these like scenes of like the kids in the schools and they're all like super well-behaved and they get in line and they do this. And I was like, there's no way all those kids were able to do that naturally. Like I was thinking back to like actually 1914. There's no way. Like they were just trying to having to try so, so hard. And everybody was like hiding all of their stuff because they didn't want it to come out into the open. And now it's the opposite where we're all like, mm. this is me, right? What's that song? This Authentic. is real. This is me. I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be now. Uh, Demi Lovato, baby girl. Um, oh. Camp Rock. <laughs> um, but like, it's like, I've never heard that. You're like, what? <laughs> She's the but, younger millennial. I'm a younger millennial. You're an elder millennial. But yeah, I think it's also like, because this is the generation that is also becoming parents right now. And so mm. it's just changing the way that everybody approaches everything. Mm-hmm. Like you look at it in parenting, but I look at it with my friends. Like, you yeah. know this, we have a, a WhatsApp group with all my friends. We're all mm-hmm. trying to like manifest new things and like become the best version of ourselves. And we're talking yeah. about this stuff. And that's the cool piece because it's now okay with society yes. to like find who you are authentically and find your values and truly pursue that. Mm-hmm. And now the only thing that's getting in the way is your survival brain, right? right? Mm-hmm. But before it was everything, like it was everything. pressure from your parents, from society, from having to do this, having to do that, whatever. So now the cool piece is that one layer is gone everywhere. It's going and I pretty much gone in my, in my life and in yours. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of people, they're still peeling it off. Right. Yeah. So the yeah. next piece is just getting to the brain work. And the, the important part about getting to the brain work is when you get your brain out of survival mode is when you're truly able to understand your values, right? Mm-hmm. Because before you might think, like, I'm trying to think of an example of when you and I were still like pre-brain work. You'll probably come up with one faster oh. than I do. I will. But like things that you thought were priorities to you and things that you thought yeah. you were aligned with. Mm-hmm. And now you're like, what? why did I think why? that way? Right? Yeah. Like. Yeah. You you evolve, like everything has a time and place and there's a season for every time in your life and you have to just embrace every moment of like, this could be a rock bottom moment for a lot of people where they're yeah. like, I can't see my way out. When you talk about alignment, that is so not something that's in my vocabulary. I don't even know what that means. And I don't even know what the first step is. And our first step is always just get on the floor and creep because that is the, that is literally creeping your way to a better life is everything just gets easier. And when people, and this is an important thing to say, because as we always say, when you're in your cortex, you're in alignment, you are able to respond to the situation for what it is. You're not distorting it. You're not turning things into like people said this and then you're interpreting it as like, oh, that mm-hmm. means that there's something wrong with me and being a victim and all this stuff. When you start to creep and develop your brain, you are in alignment because now someone can say something to you and you can just say, nope, that's not mine. That's yours. Exactly. And I don't have to take offense to it anymore. Yes. And when people question that we just had a member say this on our last um office hours but now we call them cortex chats by the way that's a new 2024 term um <laughs> we she said when you guys kept saying like things are going to change you're going to 
change. I didn't know what that meant because yes. I've never changed. I've only known myself for so long. And then I started to do my brain work and I finally realized by change, you meant get rid of the stuff that's not serving me. Mm -hmm. And it just goes away naturally because all the things that aren't serving you, like anxiety, it's a way that your brain's compensating. It's trying yes. to make things happen to help you think you're getting an alignment, right? And, and then you realize like, but wait, me fearing every moment or overthinking every moment isn't actually helping me. It's actually hurting me because then it's stopping me dead in my tracks. Mm. And then we go, yeah, that's not the real version of who you really authentically want to be. And you're not Absolutely. living in harmony. Right? Yeah, and that's also, can, that can create, I mean, if you're living in your survival brain, you're living in fear all the time. And so all the time. fear can create so many distortions also in the way that you look at the world, right? And look at, look at yourself and like what you value and what you prioritize and what you care about. And so that's where I think a lot of it starts to shift. So it's also mm -hmm. like, why do I care about certain things? Right? Like mm -hmm. what, and why, wh where does it kind of come into my life? Right? And how yeah. am I able to kind of make those things go together? And also, I think a really important thing is like, being able to understand that it's never going to be linear and you're never mm -hmm. always going to be on the same track. And I think that's what's like the toxic culture is right now about resolutions and all the toxic positivity mm -hmm. and stuff. If you're somebody like you were saying, who's entering this year with fear being like, life is so hard. How am I supposed to do this? Then you're already like, Oh, something wrong with me. Right. I'm not going to be able to do sabotage. It. That's a exactly. self-sabotage. And that's another part of our program we really address is that there's the subconscious is insanely powerful. Yes. It's 95% in charge of just your day-to-day -day living. Like you're doing things you're not even aware of. And we've all experienced those moments where we say something and you stop yourself. You're like, where did that just come from? Yeah. That's not me. Yes. And I, and I'm really like, we were just talking about this too, right before we got on was my money thing, my money and my lack mindset of like money has been my <laughs> like my nemesis I have to crack it you know like it's something that I've spent so much time of just like peeling back the layers but at the same time I'm not beating myself up anymore I just go oh my right. gosh isn't that so interesting like yes oh here's another layer to go dive deeper on like why we were just talking about how I love a good deal like I love bargains <laughs> I love to find a good deal bargains are and good and then I'm and then Paloma's like, let's give out coupon codes like she's Oprah. Like, you get a coupon code. You get a coupon code. Everyone gets a coupon. I was like, Paloma, we got to value ourselves, right? And so I'm like, you know, there's a part that we just made that connection of like, why can I go get discounts? But then I don't want other people to get discounts on our program. And I'm like, okay, there's a cool there's subconscious there. to dive into. And that's the whole thing is it's not linear. I can't just do what we call a reconnect. I can't just do one reconnect of I am abundant and I live an abundant life and then I'm done. I grew up with programming from my mom and dad that money is hard to come by and mm -hmm. you have to budget. And I think a lot of us did, by the way, because they had parents that were in the Great Depression that, you know, it's all yes. that generational stuff we passed down. And so I'm just becoming more aware of like I need to release and allow them money to flow, but I have to be able to give in order to receive. It's this whole balance, right? Exactly. And I know it's not linear. And that's and where, and that's where that. holding space comes, right? Like being able right. to open up that space for yourself or for somebody else, right? When you mm -hmm. know that they're also on this path and being able to just be like, okay, 
this is not the moment for this one specific change or this one specific area of my life. I've taught, we were just talking about that on office hours too, where I had like a list of reconnects that I had to do about my body image for three years. And I was like, Mm -hmm. I'm just not ready. And then I did them and now I'm starting to work through them. And I'm like, this wasn't that scary, but part of me just was not ready for it before. And I know I would not have been able to work on that in 2020 when I was just, had just moved to Barcelona. Like it just would not have happened. You know, there was just too much going on in my life and it was just too near. And it was, I knew it was going to be too painful in that moment. Right. To look at that stuff. And look at what we just did though. Like this was a big catalyst for us. We overhauled our program. We made it so much more amazing and we then were like, we got to commit to doing it. Right, exactly. We committed to doing our own program. Haha, <laughs> that's funny. Because <laughs> like, I mean, we've done brain work for years and then we took a break. But not and in then that we just, way. We didn't commit to the daily 20 minutes for like the full 12 modules. Exactly. And as soon as I committed to it, I was like, oh my gosh, I love the person I am becoming. Yeah. Like, this is, I need this because I'm a regulated parent. And now that I can actually just like see my daughter and go, I'm going to give you a hug, even though you're telling me all these yucky things at four <laughs> years old, I'm still going to just be like, I can show you regulation. And I couldn't do it before. I couldn't because it was triggering my brain to go, oh my gosh, this is forever. Anyways, the point is, is we did our brain work. We started organizing our brains. We started coming out of survival mode. Yes. And then your brain was like, okay, wait, no, I'm ready to do this now because exactly. it's not that scary. Yeah. And that's, I don't think we've ever actually said that out loud of like, that those there were so many of those moments for both of us by doing the daily brain work that got us to now look at our subconscious, start holding boundaries. Everyone talks about boundaries, 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 boundaries. And we're like, and I had the realization maybe a month ago, I was like, but I didn't grow up with healthy boundaries. So yeah. I don't even know how to do that. Right. And so now I'm learning how to have boundaries. And the biggest part for me, what I realized of why boundaries were so hard was because I just wanted like certain people to like me. And I, I just it's wanted like to more give like them a people access, pleasing. Yeah. yeah. access to me all the time. And I'm like, oh, the more that I'm oh, like right. there and being the martyr and like doing all these things. And then I'm like building all this resentment underneath, like yes. wait, appreciating me. Once I had that aha. And as projectors, that's a big right. one being appreciated and recognized. 100%. And, yeah. and then I was like, wait, I'm actually good if you don't like me. And then yeah. as soon as I voiced that and held boundaries, then the people who are benefiting from me not having boundaries just slowly started fading away. Yeah, that's a thing. Isn't that? They say that all the time. It's very clear. I've seen, I mean, I am i don't think I have a boundary challenges in that sense. My boundaries are more with like myself, like behavior, because mm. I got everything I wanted. When I was very spoiled. And so not mm. having absolutely everything I want and being perfectly comfortable in every single way right. for me is like not easy. And so that's more right. my boundary of like, hey, like sometimes you have to, what limits for your own, you know, well-being. But right. I think like I've seen it with so many friends where the second they start to set boundaries, people are just like, m- like angry at them. Yeah. And they're like, I don't know what I'm doing. Where I'm like, don't, don't stop what you're doing. Keep going. You're setting a boundary. Get rid of this toxic person who is benefiting from them. And nobody's inherently toxic. That toxic person mm-hmm. that's, that's benefiting from your lack of boundaries also has challenges with that Mm -hmm. and grew up with the opposite probably. So they need somebody who doesn't have any boundaries so they can like latch onto that, you know? I mean, Mm -hmm. it's always very, you know, it's not, nobody's inherently bad. It's just like, but these are definitely personalities that find each other. That would be a cool, a cool podcast to do. 
Yeah. The different personality types. Well, that's what they say. End up finding each other. Well, and that's too true about like just like dating and being in relationships 100%. with like, you know, intimate relationships, I guess, or even friendships to so any relationship, quite right, honestly, yeah. is there's like something and, and more so you see it like because I can experience this in my own intimate, like, you know, romantic relationships of like, okay, that person really emulated these characteristics of this person when I was growing up. And then exactly. when I'm in this relationship, I think I can like fix it or do something different to yeah. heal the wounds from my childhood. And, you know, it's so funny because the more that you learn boundaries and how to then find out about that, having the awareness, when you yes. have the awareness around that, and then you can start to say, okay, wait, how is this serving me is this yes. serving me is this is bringing this aligned? me into alignment yes is this harmony is this authentically who I want to be and then you Absolutely. start to say like no and the coolest thing because of my brain work I'll say it a million times because of my brain work I now can just get triggered and and you're gonna obviously always be triggered for the rest yeah. of your life because you're That's human like, and you have yeah. emotions but the difference in how you handle the triggers everything right yeah. so I just go Ooh, I didn't like how that felt. And I yes. can just feel myself. Like I was just telling you, I literally just walked away from a situation. I didn't expect anyone. I, and that was something I heard someone say recently on Instagram. When you set a boundary, it's about you taking charge of a situation, not expecting someone else to change and do anything. Right. Yes. And so, and that's where like true peace comes in. And that's where you find that true alignment authenticity because mm -hmm. I can go take care of me. I can go change me and control what I'm feeling and doing. I can't have any bearing on this person. But if they want a relationship with me, I'm going to share my feelings and tell exactly. them where I'm coming from and then leave it. Like unattached, you do what you want with that, right? Like mm -hmm. if you want to help support me and nurture and guide me, then this is going to keep going. If that is like, I just hit a wound in you and now we're both sitting here wounded and we don't know how to move forward and we can't get through it. Then that's also a moment where you just go, okay, well, do we want to work through this? Is this that's what I was going to say? It? Yes, exactly. Do you, is it worth it? And also, like, is it the right time? You got to go back to the yes. right time. Cause sometimes it, we, we were talking about how um, people will say, I don't have time for this. I don't have time for that. Mm. And it's like, actually, we do have time for pretty much everything. Like, if you look yeah. at time and like, first of all, time is an illusion, but we're not going to go down that. <laughs> <laughs> But if you look at the hours that you have in the day and how you've spent them, Ugh. every single day you can look back and be like, eh, I could have done this one thing that I've been avoiding, yeah. right? So mm -hmm. it's more about something not being important to you right now. Exactly. So if you get to that point where you have that trigger and you have that situation with somebody and you're not going to work on it, then it's just not important to you right now. That's fine. Yeah. Leave it for That's when okay. it is or go your separate ways, right? Or whatever yeah. it might be, that, whatever boundary you need to set with that person. Mm, I love that. And there's another line we recently just heard. There's two of them. So it's like, bend so you don't break. And I love mm -hmm. that, you know, you can prioritize and make it so like, I'm going to make this a priority in my life. And I'm going to put the time in here mm -hmm. and have the uncomfortable conversation to save us down the road, right? Because if you don't have those uncomfortable conversations and prioritize that and bend a little bit like, oh, this is uncomfortable. Sorry, I got to lean in right now. Mm -hmm. If you don't do that, then you end up breaking. You Literally hold it all in and then break down or maybe break through. I don't know. It depends on how things turn out for you. But there's so much of life that if you can't bend and you can't be flexible and see that in the moment, 
then getting into alignment is really hard, right? And because that no- flexibility comes mm-hmm. with an organized brain. 100%. You can't have cognitive flexibility when you're in survival mode. No. Everything has to be black and rigid, white. Black Everything and white, rigid. Yes. You're controlling things. You think everything has to be a certain way. And yes. this is also going to like smaller things like, oh, my New Year's resolution is to work out more. And you get to January 3rd and you're like, oh no, mm-hmm. I didn't go to the gym yesterday. I don't think I'm going to have time today. Bend. Be like, okay, yeah. I'm not going these two days, but I will go tomorrow. There 100%. we go. You know, like bend keep your, going. with yourself too. Exactly. Because that's also yeah. that all, all or nothing thinking. Yes. So common. That's why the, you know, fitness industry makes millions of dollars in the beginning of the year. And then it dips in like Plummets. February because yeah. everybody's like, mm, they break, right? They're like, nope, I couldn't do it. I couldn't be 100% perfect at going to the gym every single day for well, three hours. So I'm just going to quit. Self-sabotage. Yeah, yeah it's, it's the self-sabotage. Of the course, self- but it's also this, the self-sabotage yeah. coming from our, our primitive brain. It's right. coming from 100%. our want to survive, our need to survive. Mm-hmm. Okay, so right now in our book club, we're reading this book called The Awakened Brain by Dr. Lisa Miller, and I'm hashtag obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> and... um. I mean, I've only, I've read it before, but I'm reading it again. And it's amazing. Obviously, anytime you reread anything and you're like, wow, look at all these new things to glean. And there was a guy, I even highlighted his name. Uh, I will drop it into the show notes and make sure that we bring that to you. But he was like the first psychologist who was like the doctor of like positive thinking. Mm. And where does that come from? And being able to have that, like you just said, that ability to see the positive in situations is something that is a learned response. And you normally learn it from growing up in childhood. Like, did you Mm -hmm. grow up with people who are constantly seeing the negative? And we already know, we've said this many, many times is, when your brain's in survival, it is supposed to find what's wrong. Yes. That is a survival mechanism. So if you walk into a restaurant and it's really busy, see, I knew it was going to be so busy. Like it's always so busy versus a positive brain who goes, oh, hey, I'm going to be patient. And I know that the right table will show up when it's meant to be. And right? it's and busy because it's delicious. I'm so excited to eat whatever. here. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So the positive brain can see it in a completely, completely different light. And so there's so much of our programming that we actually have to override and work towards. Absolutely. But again, and this is why we have our program set up the way it is, is you cannot come out of – you can't go into that positive mindset because then you get into toxic positivity where you pretend yes. like everything's really good and you're like, and you're like oh, yeah, everything's fine. Yeah, no. yeah. I'm great. How are you? And you're like, I know that not everything is fine, you know? Yeah. And this isn't to shame anybody. This is just to highlight that, like, we can't – override it like it has to be something that we do from the root and that's and get to the where the Mm -hmm. yeah and that's where holding space comes in if you know somebody Mm -hmm. who is in that mode and they can't get out of it they're in that toxic positivity they're refusing to acknowledge that stuff is not okay like you just said instead of judging them just be like dude i'm gonna hold space for when they're ready I'm going to be able to, I'm going to, I'm going to help them work through this, or I'm going to be there to support them, whatever your relationship is with that person. Right. Instead Mm -hmm. of being like, oh, this, you know, annoyed by this person who won't open their eyes and look at, you know, things in, in, in a way that's going to help them grow Mm -hmm. being like, okay, well, they're just not ready for it right now, but I'm going to hold that space for them and not judge them. Exactly. And holding, yeah. And holding space is really just this place of being able to 
kind of like send people love and and this one yeah. I'm not gonna lie it took me a while to get to this because I think when I learned about brain re reorganization over 14 years ago I was like everyone just needs to creep and crawl and there'll be no problems left in the world yeah. like we would be fine we would have no egos like running the show it'd be great and then I was like okay the harder I screamed it at people the more that they like ran away from they're me. like, so bye. like okay, let's yeah. try a new approach Danny okay cool I'll just like do a podcast and talk yeah. it here and then people can just like turn it off right if you're not into it exactly um, but please please leave us positive reviews if you do enjoy it <laughs> um but so once you once you realize like I'm somewhere that I'm super authentically good and I'm happy yes. and you can be the light of that and right you want people to come and join you versus telling them to and begging them to yes. just be you authentically you send them love whether it be pray meditate energetically like think that loving thought for them and then just just surrender to there is going to be a light at the end of this tunnel. 100%. And it's your journey of getting to discover that light. Absolutely. And I'm going to be here to hold that regulated space for you. Mm -hmm. And um, sometimes, like, for example, for my four-year-old holding space literally is me picking up and holding her and hugging yeah. her. And she then, like, needs to, like, kind of give me, like, a little sniff and is like, oh, okay, I got you. That's, like, her way of, like, regulating and, like, me regulating immediately. I will tell you it's a little harder to hold space for adults because you're like, you're an adult. Like, why are you just – It's harder, <laughs> yes. But you still need to do it. <laughs> but you still have to do it. I want to think of an example of how you're able to kind of hold that space with adults because, of course, that's more my life. <laughs> um, I'm thinking of – recently I had a thing with like a friend where we had a group chat and we were all like trying to figure out what to do one day. And one of them had like a very strong opinion, what we wanted to do, what she wanted to do. And none of us wanted to. And so I was the one that spoke up and was like, Hey, listen, I'm not into this. I'm pretty sure everybody else is also not into this, but you know, let's do something different. And she like, you know, separately got mad at me because I was the one that spoke up. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, I'm, you know, sorry, I'm here for you. I want to see you that day. It's going to be so much fun, but this is just not a thing that mm -hmm. I'm going to do. I'm not participating in it because I held my boundary very strongly. And I mean, she was annoyed for like 20 minutes and then, cause I knew it was going to work out. It always works out. And so she, right. I was, 20 minutes later, we had a different plan. We were all happy. And she was like, Hey, you know, that was, yeah, I'm not mad anymore. Like, sorry. And I was like, it's fine. It's not a big deal, but it's also kind of like, because I was not emotional about it. We That's were able to kind of keep that. Yeah. And I think, being able to stay calm in those places. So, okay, yes. that's perfect. Exactly that. So there's conflict. Conflict is inevitable. Every relationship is Always. going to have conflict, right? That's that's how we figure out who each other are. It's how we get deeper into relationships. And every relationship is a risk. Like we never know how things are going to go, right? And so every time you engage in something, you're like, oh, well, there's fear behind it, right? Mm -hmm. And so there's always that emotion of like, I don't know how things are going to land. Mm -hmm. And so if you can enter anything with a calm demeanor and yes. a knowing of it's going to be okay. Like we can, you know it's going to be okay. It always <laughs> like, is, right? Yeah. Do you need to go through the whole cycle of all the drama every time? Hopefully not, right? Because yeah. that's very exhausting. But 
sometimes relationships need like that little shake up of like, whoa, you just really hit a core wound to me and that wound then hit your core wound. And now we're both sitting here wounded, but it's yes. not, it's the same experience, but we're in a different perception of it. Right. Exactly. And so like, I can voice to you why I'm feeling this and I have accountability for like, okay, now here's, I'm going to go handle. Mm -hmm. So I don't keep showing up and feeling like my security is being rattled. And I can tell that your validation is the reason that my security is being rattled. Mm -hmm. And and then it's like, okay, now how do we work through this? And this is a skill that is not easy. It's not learned in school. It's not taught in school, I should, should say. Be, yeah. It's not something that my parents ever did. It was more so one parent got upset, the other parent shut down. Yeah. Right. And did and then it eventually just like emotions finally calmed down, but we never talked about it and got to the Dude. root of it. Yes. And we Same. just, and then it would keep circling. Right. And so I think that's my new boundary on relationships is like, I'm so down to get triggered with you, but can you work all the way through it and yep. like resolve it? So we don't keep having the same trigger over and over, over. and most, over again, most marriages and relationships always end because, oh, he was this and she was this the same thing. Right. Yeah. And they can't get past it. So that's why we think that this work is just so important to help you get into alignment and to um, really focus on how do you find the most authentic version of yourself? And that's yes. doing the brain work. We'll doing the brain work, brain. baby girl. There's yeah. so many other things you can, you can do. And if you want to do them, do them. But start with the brain always. And we will Every always time. shout that from the rooftops. Um, but yeah, that was our episode for today. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe, share this episode or your favorite episode with your friends. It really helps us to get the word out. And we are so grateful to all of our listeners already because you have helped us get to way more people than we ever thought we would. And it's just yeah. going to continue growing. So we're excited about that. And remember to follow us on social media. It's Instagram is in the cortex underscore US. TikTok is in underscore the underscore cortex our webs our facebook is in the cortex us our website is in the cortex.com our email is hello at in the cortex.com and now we're doing video podcasts so you can also check out our youtube channel if you're more of a video oriented person um and remember if you want to sign up for our program you can get 10 bucks off your first payment of our program with promo code brainiac and thank you so much for being here we will see you next time Bye.